You're listening to Arira Radio's Wonders of Jeju. This is a segment where we tell you about the lives of people living right here on the island. I'm your host, DJ Jamie. This is Humans of Jeju. Jay, it's good to see you again. Yes, Jamie. Hi. Hi. <laughs> it's August. Happy August. <laughs> That's right. How are you feeling today? Uh, pretty good. Or this past week? Uh, very good. Um, I'm, I'm glad it's August. Uh, are you? Why is that? You know, lately I'm hoping like this air, this year, like really ends soon. Oh, really? Yeah, it's been a busy year for you. Well, yeah, it, it hasn't been one of those best years. Oh, I, guess, I see. You know. And, see. and the COVID-19 situation oh, yeah, as well. So totally. I'm just like praying for it to get over soon. Okay. <laughs> well, time <laughs> so flies very quickly. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm glad it's August already. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. All right, so what have you got for us today? Well, Jamie, have you heard of the word enjapla in Korea? Uh, actually, no. It kind of sounds like it's a mixed <laughs> term. You never heard of this? En, well, I think en, I, pr- I probably jobber. Uh-huh. I think I've heard of it, but I don't really know why it, well, where it's used for. Oh, really? Yeah, what it refers to. Well, let me teach you. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, well, the en job jobber, uh-huh. uh, the en representing the number more than one, mm-hmm. is added with the word job mm-hmm. and added with the word er, which oh, is you know people. So raw is like. Er, er, I see, yeah, like jobber. Oh, uh-huh. got it, got it. Uh, so, end jobber is a new word made for people who have more than one job. Oh, that's like me. Oh, you're an end jobber. Yeah, I'm an end jobber. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> uh, actually, too. it's been a currently, I, I heard it's been a trend around Korea. A lot you're of people. Are, then. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'm following the trend. Yes. Yeah, or you're, you're leading the trend. No, yeah. I'm following it. <laughs> you're leading uh, it. <laughs> so, so, anyway. Why are we talking about end jobbers then? Be- because today we're going to introduce someone who can't, uh, who I, you know, I can't just give one title, but ah. she has like all kinds of titles. Oh, interesting. I so cannot wait to find jobber. out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, can you introduce our guest then? Yeah, sure. Let's meet our guest. Oh, wow. It sounds like she's doing some interesting stuff. Please explain. Yes, um, but first of all, as you can tell from her voice and the way she speaks, um, we're meeting a very humble person oh, today. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, she says she's a bit shy to yeah. call herself an artist and a researcher. Mm-hmm. But today we meet artist and researcher Lee Sohyun, mm-hmm. uh, who makes plastic art and researches artificial uh, illumination and the night sky. Oh, wow. Uh, but also in Jeju, she works as a cultural planner and in Seoul as a lighting de- uh, designer. Uh-huh. And she is currently working to reproduce the night of Changdeokgung Palace mm-hmm. during the Korean Empire era during the 1920s. Oh, that sounds some, like some deep stuff that she's doing. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. She's a real end jobber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So from be- being an artist to a researcher and being a cultural planner in Jeju to lighting designer in Seoul. Wow. That's why we're talking about end jobber. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how does she manage to do all these jobs? Well, first of all, she says she didn't start all these jobs with a, like a certain philosophy of her 
own mm -hmm. or with a like a certain determination. Mm -hmm. uh, she says she selected the job moment by moment. Oh, okay. Uh, so considering what she likes and what she feels like doing and thinking about the people around her, oh. that's how she came up with all these jobs wow. and has come all this way. Uh, taking lighting, for example, mm -hmm. uh, she's, she mentions about like just 10 years ago, we were using incandescent light. Mm -hmm. uh, but now that has changed mostly into LED lights. Mm -hmm. And we see it disappearing around the world. And people who used to make a living out of it are having to change their jobs. Yeah. Uh, although things have changed, uh, such as the making of it and designing of it, mm -hmm. we still call it lighting. Right. And that's how she sees herself becoming an end jobber, oh. you know, by following the changes of our, you know, time. Oh, I see. Because the time, as the time flies, things change and she's picking right. up on these new trends. Right. And, so she's and she's getting and new jobs, yeah. different type of works. Oh, wow. She's kind of living the weight of the wave of the times. Right, right. So she seems like she does many interesting jobs. They all sound very interesting, especially the work that she does uh, to reproduce the night of Changdeokgung Palace. That sounds amazing. Can mm -hmm. you tell us more about that? Yeah, um, let's listen first. 서울 창덕궁은요. 그 우리나라가 동아시아에서 가장 먼저 조명이 전기가 들어왔어요. 네. 그 고종 황제 때 보빙사를 미국에 보냈잖아요. 그 보빙사 사절단이 미국에서 에디슨의 전구를 보고 이게 너무 꼭 필요하다고 생각해서 이제 고종 황제한테 얘기를 했는데 고종 황제가 바로 그거를 이제 가지고 와라 한국에 설치하자 그렇게 돼가지고 에디슨이 전구 발명하고 8년 만에 직접 고종황제 그 서신이 된 계약서로 계약을 해서 거기서 한국의 경복궁에 첫 번째 발전소를 설립하고 두 번째 설립된 데가 창덕궁 그래서 창덕궁에 이제 발전소 두 번째 발전소가 들어갔고 거기에 어 조명 기구가 저희가 지금 대조전과 희정당을 조명 그 재현 작업을 하고 있는데 거기 안에만 저희가 이제 조사한 조명 기구가 400개가 들어가 있어요. 그래서 그걸 다 켜면 거의 대낮처럼 밝은 거죠. Wow, there's some heavy stuff there. Can you explain this? Yes. Uh, she says Seoul, Changdeokgung, yes. uh, the palace is the first in Korea and in East Asia to have electric lighting. What? Can you explain that a yeah, little bit? Yeah, uh, it was during the period when um, Emperor Gojong was mm -hmm. the king of the country. Yes. Uh, this was like 1863 to 1907. Mm -hmm. uh, he had sent a delegation to United States. And while they were there, they had seen Thomas Edison's invention of the light bulb. Mm -hmm. And sen sensing that it was something that they must have, oh, yeah. the delegation reported to the king. And the king ordered them to bring it to Korea wow. and have it installed. So like that, 80 years after Edison had invented the light bulb, um, Emperor Gojong sent a letter of contract. Ah. And that's how the first power plant was built in Gyeongbukgung Palace Whoa. of Korea. And the second was built in Changdeokgung Palace. This is and, so interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, new facts, right? Yes. Yeah. And was where um, lighting fixtures were installed as well. Oh, I see. So now they are reenacting the appearance of Daejojeon and mm -hmm. Heejeongdan of the uh, Changdeokgung Palace. And from their research and investigation, they say they found uh, 400 light fixtures mm. uh, within that area. So if you turn all the lights on, mm -hmm. they say it would be like bright, like wow. day, daytime. Brightest day. Mm-hmm. 
Wow, amazing. I mean, 400 lights. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, I can't imagine how hot that will feel. <laughs> but it, it must be very bright with all those lights on. So does this mean this work is bringing the lights back on like it was in the past? And um, has those lights been turned off for the last 120 years? Well, after the liberation, the lights were mostly turned off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when there were important events in Korea or delegations from other countries were visiting Korea, mm-hmm. uh, they turned on certain part of the areas, they ah. say. Uh, besides that, the area was closed for general people to enter. And it has been a long, long time since it's been... Um, well, not a long time. It hasn't been a lot of uh, not a long time since mm-hmm. it's been open to the public. Oh, I see. Wow, this is so amazing to hear this story. But do they work still? Oh uh, well, since they have not been used for a long time now, like the inside of the like the light bulb, mm-hmm. the light, uh, it's been kind of rusted. Mm-hmm. So um, they have to do some work on it. But because they don't have any like records related to the lightings of that time Mm -hmm. uh, they were not sure what materials went into it and how to fix it oh wow so they had to do a research on that as well Uh, so after the research and doing some comparison uh to lighting produced at that time Mm -hmm. which they believe were probably produced in czech republic uh u.s and japan yeah. They say a lot of the lightings were um, produced there. Oh. And doing so, uh, they they tried their best to reenact the technology and like the color of the light that was, you know, during that time of the period. I see. And what made them start such a project? Uh, 12 years ago at Changdeokgung Palace, uh, they had a program called Moonlight Tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a tour where people were able to enter the palace and take a night walk tour. Um, However, all the light within the palace were all turned off and they only had lights on like the path that they walked in. Mm -hmm. And that was when there were requests from the people wanting to see the lights on the Changdeokgung Palace like it was during the um, uh, 1900s. Oh, I see. So it started to get requested by the people. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds really fascinating to be able to see such an appearance of the past. When will we be able to see it? Currently, they're working on it. So they hope to be finished in two years from now. Uh, She said that she hopes the COVID-19 situation will be over by then so that our foreign listeners can travel to Korea to have a chance to see it. I see. And what she is doing in Seoul sounds very, uh, very unique and interesting and interesting and fun and exciting. But what brought her to Jeju Island? I'm so curious. (laughs) Uh, Let's listen. (laughs) 그리고 학교는 서울이나 이제 외국에서 좀 많이 지냈었고요. 제주도에 오게 된 거는 사실은 시로 왔는데 그때 이제 자연에 반해서 어 여기 오래 머물다 보니까 이제는 자연을 보고 싶어 오는 게 아니라 제주도를 사랑하는 사람들, 제주도에 있는 사람들이 그리워서 제주도를 자주 오게 되더라고요. <laughs> How interesting. Yes. Please explain. So she was actually born in Busan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for like school, she spent time in Seoul and even spent some time overseas. Oh, okay. Uh, what brought her to Jeju at first was actually to rest. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, she wanted to rest. 
she needed a, okay. she needed a break. And, okay, like a lot of people. Yeah, and during her uh, rest in Jeju, you mm-hmm. know, she had fallen in love with the nature of the island. I see. And that was what made her to stay on the island longer than she had intended. Ah. Uh, but then later on, she, uh, she was not just visiting Jeju because of the nature, mm-hmm. but she was also visiting because of the people she missed on oh, the island. Oh, I see. And that eventually led her to move and become a Jeju resident. Uh, which she has been for the last five years now. Yeah, I can relate to her story. (laughs) Coming to Jeju to try to rest and then Uh ending up doing a lot of stuff. And living here. And living here, ending (laughs) up living here, yes. What kinds of work did she do when she came down to Jeju? Uh, The opportunity that actually brought her to Jeju was a project transforming Jeju City into cultural city. Oh. Uh, So she worked as a cultural planner, and a program she planned was programs like enjoying food in Jeju traditional ways and also creating network for young artists in Jeju so that they can comfortably work together and work on their artworks. And that project was called Salong Muna Project. Oh, wow. So many different things that she did. Is she still doing such related works in Jeju Island? Uh, Let's listen. (laughs) 진행을 해서 어른들의 생애담을 저희가 이제 앱이라든지 디지털 매체로 표현을 해서요. 삼촌들의 이야기를 앱을 통해서 얘기를 듣고 증감 현실로 그 동네에 가면 그 어떤 예를 들면 건물이 마커가 되는 거예요. 그래서 거기다 핸드폰을 딱 갖다 대면은 그 건물이 마커가 돼서 그 건물에 관련된 삼촌의 이야기를 음성으로도 들을 수 있고 그리고 어뭐 예를 들어 용담의 어떤 그 문화재 용년 같은 데를 가게 되면 거기서 그 마커를 찍었을 때 용년에 관련된 그 옛날 사진이라든지 스토리들이 이렇게 나레이션으로 들려온다든지 이런 식으로 저희가 하는 작업들 같이 지금 진행을 하고 있습니다. 네. Very interesting. Mm. Please share what you just said. So one work that she's been doing for a while now is the archive project in Yongdam Iltong mm-hmm. uh, through an application or a digital media. You can listen to the life story of the area uh, by the seniors who live in the area. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you go to an area and place your phone on the buildings, you can listen to the stories that the seniors have about the buildings. Wow. (laughs) Okay. uh, So for example, if you take the picture of the mark in the Yongyeon Gurumdari, Uh the cloud bridge, uh, you get like this pictures of the past. Oh. Mm -hmm. And also at the same time you hear stories about the uh, bridge wow. from the like the local seniors um, who who've spent their lives there. Oh wow, I see something common in the work that she does kind of mm-hmm. brings the past to the using to the modern present. tools right. to bring back the past. That is so interesting. So living in Jeju, does she have any different feeling of what the attractiveness of Jeju Island is now? Uh, at first, it was the sea, she says. Mm-hmm. Um, so like many travelers, she drove around the island following the coastal roads. Uh, while doing so, she noticed um, how beautiful the sky is. <laughs> and actually, I, yes. I noticed this while I was driving down today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I'm sky, glad you looked you know, up at the sky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. The sky is pretty beautiful it here in Jeju. It is very nice. Yeah. And she also noticed um, how there's like various weathers here in Jeju as yes, well. That's you know, right. She mentions like one place would be shining bright. Yes. And the other place would be like raining with thunderstorms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this she liked so much oh. uh, and thought it was 
really lovely. Okay. Uh, what makes the island lovely? Uh, also, the thick fogs at the middle of the mountain. Oh yes. Where you can see nothing in front of you. Dangerous but lovely. <laughs> yeah, for this types of weather and the sky is um, what she thinks is now the what makes Jeju more attractive. Oh, I see. That's very. Those are very authentic views. But the one that she said that she thought the sky was beautiful, I think a lot of people have that same concept of Jeju. At oh, one yeah. point, they believe that they look up at the sky and they realize how beautiful it is mm-hmm. and they decide to come here. All right. If you are in Jeju, 88.7 in Jeju City. 88.1 in Seogipu City. 101.9 in the Daejeong area. We're talking about a lovely, I don't know what to call her, an artist and a researcher, you said. Call her all of it. Yeah, all of those. <laughs> the N-jobber. <laughs> but I've heard she also works as a Jeju's night skykeeper. What does that mean? Yeah, uh, when she was doing her... Uh, doctoral course uh, she selected Jeju night sky for her research thesis Uh, this was because she liked Jeju so much and wanted to make an excuse to visit the island more often Mm -hmm. Um, her research involved measuring the brightness of the stars in the night sky and showing how Jeju has one of the most beautiful night skies around the world Mm -hmm. so why don't we first listen to what she had to say about it okay Jeju도 공공 프로그램을 꼭 했었어요. 1년에 한번 이상을. 그때 모였던 사람들, 저를 같이 도와줬던 분들이 다 밤하늘 지킴이가 되셔가지고요. 지금까지 꾸준히 활동을 하고 있습니다. 그래서 밤하늘 지킴이는요. 매년 그 반딧불이 생태축 조사도 하고 있고요. 반딧불이는 생물 지표종인데요. 그 생물 지표종 중에서도 반딧불이는 빛공해의 청정 지역을 상징 또 나타 알려주는 곤충이에요. 그래서 빛공해가 심한 곳에는 반딧불이가 이제 짝짓기를 할수 없어서 거의 멸종되어 있는 상태거든요. 근데 제주도는 국내 최대의 운문산 반딧불이 서식지예요. 그래서 그런 것들에 대한 기록도 저희 같이 하고 있습니다. Wow, please elaborate on what she just said. Yeah, so when she first came to Jeju, she says you could see the like the Milky Way mm-hmm. and even the galaxy really clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, like even at the seas. Uh, but seeing it, you know, it's been really rapidly disappearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she thought about, so she thought about what she could do to help, you know, protect the night sky. So wanting to raise the awareness of the beautiful night sky here in Jeju, uh, she ran a public program about it. I see. So people who had participated in this program at least once became night Jeju night sky keepers. Uh-huh. Uh, so what the night sky keepers do is, you know, every year they check the uh, conditions of the fireflies and they take pictures of the Milky Way and meteor showers to take uh, to check how clear the sky has become. Oh, I see. So 
you may ask uh, why fireflies. Uh, yes. But the reason for that is because where fireflies exist uh. is areas that are not polluted <gasps> oh, by lights. Right. Oh, by lights. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, so Jeju Island is actually one of the largest fireflies habitat here in Korea. The largest. Mm-hmm. Wow. And the night sky keepers, they keep track of all this cool stuff. Oh, wow. So we're living in an era where it's really difficult to see stars. Uh, what are some things we can do to prevent light pollution? I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, the best thing we can do is it's really simple, and that is turning off the lights. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, Jamie, yeah. could you turn off the lights? No, just <laughs> Maybe not now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but when we can. Yeah, yeah. yeah because okay. she mentions, like, stores and buildings with lights. Uh, they sometimes have their lights on for, like, 24 hours. Oh, yeah. And really, it's not needed. Right, um, it's not necessary sometimes. But not only is it disturbing to the ecosystem, mm. but it's, you know, it means that we're wasting a lot of money by shooting so much of this energy into the, uh, of light into That's the sky. Right. Yeah, so um, in order to make the light, we have to use energy, and the energy is made by running the generator. Also, That's right. Yeah, so also not only is light destroying the night ecosystem, but also it's harming us mm-hmm. because we're working, you know, later, not resting. Right. And it also can lead to diseases and disorders, maybe something like insomnia oh. and, you know, even cancer. I see. Uh, many think about lights as something we just live with, mm-hmm. but actually it's something that is more precious than that. Uh, mm-hmm. When we talk about light pollution, she says many mistake it as don't, uh, don't use lights. Mm-hmm. But what she says is that uh, it means we should use just the right amount of light when we need. Right. And in uh, effective ways. Oh, that sounds very important that she's saying that. It's very meaningful. Does she have a memorable moment working as a night sky keeper? Yeah, sure. Um, let's listen. Okay. 설문조사를 한게 있었거든요. 그러니까 모든 프로그램을 마치면 만족도. 각 프로그램마다 뭐가 제일 좋았냐고 그 점수를 매겨서 수치화해서 데이터를 잡아놓은 게 있는데 너무너무 놀랍게도 1위가 빛공의 이야기였어요. 생활 속 빛공의 이야기. 그리고 그 프로그램 중에 하나가 제주를 위해서 우리는 제주의 빛공에 대해서 무엇을 할수 있는가라는 그런 파생된 프로그램에 대한 만족도가 되게 높더라고요. 그래서 왜 그럴까 생각해 보니까 이분들이 오셔서 예쁜 별을 보고 반딧불이를 보셨잖아요. 그때서야 아 이게 왜 우리 집에 옆에서 있었을 텐데 할머니 할아버지도 늘 여기서 별과 반딧불을 봤다 그랬는데 왜 사라졌을지에 대한 생각들을 하시게 된것 같아요. 물론 그 모든 게 사라지는 게 단지 빛곰 때문은 아니지만 그래도 우주에 있는 별빛은 우리와 빛곰에만 조절하면 은 바로 볼수 있는 거거든요. 오늘 밤도 바로. 그냥 우리가 필요 없는 하늘로 방사되는 벌어지는 빛만 차단만 해도 지금 우리 머리 위에는 항상 은하수가 볼수 있다라는 거 별이 항상 있다라는 거 그런 것들을 이제 얘기를 해주니까 사람들이 거기서 오는 그 인사이트가 많았던 것 같아요. Wow, she says some really interesting stuff. Please explain. Uh, one thing they did after all the programs was uh, they took a survey. Mm-hmm. And on the survey, it rates the satisfaction of the programs. Mm-hmm. And the program that came to be the most satisfying program was Light Pollution Story. Mm. Uh, the program tells a story about the light pollution in our daily lives. And it's actually one of the programs um, that adds another program, mm-hmm. which talks about what we can do for Jeju 
uh, about light pollution. Oh, I see. So she thought about why these programs were so satisfying and people liked. And she came to the conclusion that it's probably because the beautiful stars and the fireflies that people were able to see mm-hmm. through the program. Mm. Uh, this helps us to realize why things next to us have been disappearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we can't blame it all on light pollution. Right. But at least if we control light pollution, she says, we can see more star, uh, stars in the sky. Oh, I see. So important. Mm-hmm. So Jeju Island is a great place to gaze the stars, of course, because we can see them more clearly and even see the fireflies when, when it's uh, nighttime. Where can we go to see all this, though? Uh, according to the brightness measurement that you know she's recorded, mm-hmm. the best place to go to gaze the stars is the 1,100 Highland. Oh. Uh, if the weather is not nice, and if it, I mean if the weather is nice, yes. I'm sorry, and if it's not like a full moon period, uh-huh. this is the best place to go see the stars. Oh, I see. But if you're looking for a great place to see like meteor showers, uh, she says uh, the Madang Ranch. Ababang Ranch mm-hmm. and Jeju Stone Park and Ishidor Ranch. Yes. This is where fields are very wide open. Oh, yes, yes. So you don't have like a lot of trees around you and you can see the meteorites. Uh-huh. Um, besides that, just to see the stars, uh, she also recommends Komunorum parking lot. Uh-huh. And she says pretty much any entrance to the Halasan Mountain is a perfect place. Is there a program that she is planning on doing in Jeju currently? Yeah, uh, let's listen. Okay. 어, 올해 세계유산 축전은 어, 10월 1일부터 10월 17일까지 17일간 진행이 되고 있고요. 그 중에서 저희는 이제 밤의 여행자들이라고 해서 어승생학 나이트 워킹 프로그램을 맡고 있어요. 그래서 이거는 어, 10월 8일 금요일부터 10일까지 일요일까지 밤 9시에서 11시까지 진행을 할 예정이고요. 저희가 초등학교 1학년 이상 누구나 예, 참여할 수 있는 코스라서요. 그게 가족 단위로 오시면 굉장히 좋으실 것 같고요. 우천시에도 저희가 행사를 진행하거든요. 그때는 이제 조족등이라 그래서 뭐 이렇게 호롱불처럼 들고 다니는 전통등 만들기라든지 아니면 뭐 제주에 그 밤하늘이나 아니면 한라산의 지질학적인 얘기들 밤에 들을 수 있는 소리, 밤의 냄새, 밤의 촉각 이런 프로그램들이 들어가 있고요. 그리고 저희 어승생학에 올라가는 그 등반 코스에 거의 10분 단위로 그 예술가들이 네, 다 포진해서요. 그 지겹지 않게 재밌게 참여형으로 하는 그런 그 등반 코스를 계획하고 있어요. This sounds very interesting. Please explain. Yes. Uh, so the World Heritage Festival is going to be held on October 1st to October 17th. Mm-hmm. And for that, they're planning a Osun Sengak light walking program. Wow. Uh, this program will be held on the 8th to the 10th. Mm-hmm. And it starts at 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Okay. Uh, anyone above first grade is welcome to join. (laughs) Uh, She says it's a great place for families to enjoy together as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other programs like making traditional lantern, uh, listening to the geological stories of Halasan Mountain, and programs where artists uh, are prepared to make the um, hiking of the course much more funner. Mm -hmm. So Ozen Sengak is a a short and easy course to to the top of the mountain. And there's 
uh, and be- behind that, mm-hmm. you can see the stars around the Pengnokdam. Oh, that'd be and beautiful. In front of the course, yes, you can see the Jeju City night markets and the boats out in the sea. Oh, the boats out in the sea. Yes, yes it's very. Beautiful. Yes, yes, at nighttime. Okay, so lastly, where is the one place if she would recommend to visit? Let's listen. Okay. 저는 이제 천백고지 가서 은하수는 꼭 한번 보셨으면 좋겠고요. 그 다음에 아까 말씀드린 대정 알뜰의 비행장에서 은하수 꼭 한번 보셨어도 좋을 것 같고, 그리고 안개 낀 제주 동문화공원 날이 흐릴 때. 한번 가보시길 추천드리고요. 그리고 청수 반딧불이 투어는 꼭그 시즌을 맞춰서 가보셨으면 좋겠어요. Yes, please share what you just said. Yeah, uh, she gave you many choices. Yes. <laughs> uh, as mentioned before, she says you must at least once go to the 1,100 Highland mm-hmm. to see the Milky Way, uh-huh. the stars. Then you should also go to the Daejeong Alter Airfield okay. and see the Milky there as well. Ah. Um, also, if the weather is not nice and foggy, mm-hmm. she recommends visiting the Jeju, uh, Jeju Stone Park. Yes, especially with the fog. Yes, <laughs> and um, if you're traveling at the uh, right season, mm-hmm. uh, you should try to visit the Cheongsuri Fireflies Tour. Oh, sounds like a beautiful place. Well, all of these places and great advice. Wow, thank you again so much for bringing in such a wonderful human story again today. And um, I really intri- I was really intrigued by her story. Yes. <laughs> and all of the things that she do- is doing is amazing. Yes, yes. All right, thank you for your hard work and uh, stay healthy and safe until we meet you again next week. Okay, you too, Jamie. Well, I hope you enjoyed that segment. If you're curious to find out more about Jeju, we encourage you to go check out our website at arirangradio.com forward slash Wonders of Jeju. Or you can check out our Facebook page at Wonders of Jeju as well as our Instagram page at Wonders of Jeju. We're going to take you on a journey to learn more about what's happening here on the island. s